Would you bow your heads in prayer? Father, we come to you today as your baptized children. We come invited by you to sit at your feet and to hear you. Open our hearts, open our ears to hear, to believe, and to follow. In your name we pray. Amen. This is probably a name maybe some of you know. Frederick Winnikin. Maybe you don't, maybe you do. If you've been on a Concordia, there's usually a Winnikin Hall someplace on, on those places. He was a Lutheran missionary to North America in the 1800s. He was pastor of one of the original Missouri Synod congregations in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And on a regular basis, he would ride out from his congregation in Fort Wayne into the wilderness to bring the gospel to people who lived far away from any church. He was the first Lutheran missionary to the Indian tribes of Indiana and Michigan. He was a great man of God. He's also said to have worn the ugliest purple suit anyone ever saw. And every time he would ride out on horseback for one of these month-long journeys, he would ride out wearing this ugly, ugly suit. And his congregation was extremely embarrassed to have other people see their pastor dressed like this. And so... And this is not an advertisement. They, they bought him a brand new suit to wear. And the next time he rode out on one of his missionary journeys, he rode out wearing that brand new suit, much to the joy and happiness of the congregation. But when he came back a month later, he came back wearing the old, ugly, purple suit. What happened? Pastor Winnikin met a starving, cold beggar along the road, took off his new suit, gave it to him, and put the old purple one back on. Now, she's not here to confirm this, but Linda knows exactly how the congregation in Fort Wayne felt. I am constantly frustrating her with my wardrobe choices. Wayne, that tie doesn't go with that suit or that shirt. Wayne, that shirt has stains on it. Wayne, those shorts have paint on them. I wish you would get rid of those pants. They're worn out. It has holes. Now, please note, it is not that I don't have nice clothes to wear, and neither is it anything as noble as Pastor Winnikin. I just have trouble letting go of the old. I think, spiritually, you and I have the same problem. You and I struggle to let go of the old 
worn-out wardrobe of sin. Now, in today's reading, and I'm going to go a little bit beyond, I think, what, what we read before, I want you to listen to Paul, and, and I want you to hear him describe that old wardrobe. Now I say, this I say, and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They were darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Did you hear the words that describe our old wardrobe? Futility of your mind. Darkened in understanding. Alienated from the life of God. Ignorant. Hardness of heart, callous, greedy, impurity. Those are graphic words. It's an ugly, ugly suit. He says, that's not the way you learned Christ. That's not what you heard about Him or have been taught about Him. That tie doesn't go with that shirt. We don't have to dress that way anymore. See, in Jesus, God has provided us with a whole new spiritual wardrobe, one that is created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Christ has given us His own robes of righteousness to wear. Jesus has done for you and me the same thing Pastor Winnikin did for that poor man on the road. He's exchanged his robes for ours. God made him who knew no sin to be sin. For us. That's what was happening when Jesus came into this world and he lived the perfect life we fail to live. He laid down his robes, took them off, and he put yours on, put mine on, wore them to a cross where He suffered and died and then rose again that He might do in your life and mine what He's going to do this morning at the late service in little Taylor's life, that He might clothe us, wash our robes and make them white in His blood, clothe us with the robes of Christ, robes bought, paid for by Christ, 
completely free to you and me. That's what makes it so sad that daily, again like Pastor Winnikin, we choose again and again to wear the old clothing. You know, every hateful, lustful, envious thought that crosses your mind or mine, you're putting on the old wardrobe. Every time you say bitter words to somebody in anger, every time you hold a grudge, every time you choose not to be nice to somebody anymore because they don't deserve it. You're putting on the old robes. So am I. When we are resentful because God would ask us to be concerned about our shape and to use our gifts and our treasure and our time for Him. When we gossip about someone instead of speaking to them. When we see someone in need and fail to help them, we are putting on the old robes again. And when we do such things, we not only alienate ourselves from God, we alienate ourselves from one another. We put obstacles in the way of our life together at home, at work, in our neighborhood, and here in church. Because, folks, to tell the truth, who wants to hang around with somebody wearing old Ragged, stinky clothing. Spiritual or otherwise. You know, when I was a kid, my mom would have had a fit if I had tried to wear my grubby clothes to church. You didn't do that. Shoot, in those days, you didn't even wear them to get on a plane, right? Why? Because out of respect for where we were going and who we were worshiping, we were to wear our best, even if our best was a nice pair of jeans and tennis shoes. Folks, Paul's talking about that in our daily lives spiritually. That's not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self that belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt, ripped, dirty through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in righteousness and holiness. God calls us daily to change our clothes, our spiritual clothes, to take off the old, put on the new. I said it last week, I'm going to take you back there again. That's the significance for every day of your life of your baptism. You learned this in catechism, didn't you? That by daily contrition and repentance, 
The old Adam should be drowned and die with all sin and evil desires. That is, by daily admitting and confessing our sins and asking our forgiveness, our old rags might be taken out every day and burned. So that daily a new man might emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Daily, he does what the father does in the story of the prodigal son. He, he takes his best robe and he throws us about our shoulders and he welcomes us home and he forgives us. Folks, this daily changing of our spiritual clothing daily transforms our life together. Because it changes it from being all about me and what I want to being all about each other and how I can serve you. God transforms us from so that we put away falsehood and speak the truth in love. That we deal with anger rather than letting the sun go down and the anger fester. That we stop stealing in whatever form that takes and rather work so that we have to give to others. That we speak words that build up, not tear down. That we use this word, put away all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice, that's the old clothing, and wear the new, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Wearing the new clothing is essential to our life together. Wearing our new robes enables us to do for each other in the church, at home, and the workplace. What Pastor Winnikin did for that man on the road. In fact, because of Jesus, we can go one better. His congregation only gave Pastor Winnikin one new suit to wear. But Christ... He gives you one new suit to wear and numerous new robes to share. To offer to every person He brings across your path. The new clothing. The new robes of Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God which pass on understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting.